Ready to roll? Ready to roll. Right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another podcast episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace. With me, Robert. With me, Robert. Yeah. Moses and Peter aren't listening to what I'm saying, so they've missed their cue. So I'm with Moses and I'm with Peter. What's up? What's good? What's good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... What we were originally going to talk about, I don't think we're going to get through that tonight, because we found a more interesting subject. So, we did pray, we did pray at the beginning of this, so I think God has kind of redirected our feet. Yeah, yeah. true. Alright. I found this out your phone. Yeah. Put that back in your pocket. Sometimes times are hard, you know. It's <laughs> necessary, man. Like, like, what do I see, like, put the back in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is the burner phone, isn't it? It's the burner. burner phone, you know, like, answers, secret agent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 007 out here. Alright, guys. Speaking of 007, that phone was terrible. <laughs> the way he paused, speaking of 007, that phone was terrible. Never liked I, Daniel, I haven't actually seen it. Never liked Daniel Craig was James Bond. James Bond. Burrito. Is it that how you pronounce it? Burrito. Yeah, yeah. burrito. Best burrito, like, oh, right. like oh, or something. Um, Cryden, yeah. you, apparently they, they, they showed gonna... it. And they're gonna show it again on the twenty seventh, right. which is Friday. I knew it was at some cinemas. I mean, yeah. which one? Twenty seventh, yeah. Yeah, I, I really want to watch it. Funds are minimal, though. But yeah, man, so, that's the thing. It, it, that's hard, you know. The thing. Speaking of the cinema, <laughs> <laughs> not talking about cinema no more. <laughs> we were gonna talk about the cinema. I, I think let's go through. Let's go. Should through. go with cinema. Well, yeah, All right, let's well. go with the cinema. Okay, so some of you may have seen. An article, articles, or news about this Christian, like the Lord's Prayer, being said in cinemas. And if then, you're, if you're in the UK, yeah, yeah, she's international. Right? Obviously, <laughs> by grace and death. Watch it, watch it. <laughs> yeah, and then it got banned because it might, because it was thought that it might offend people of other faiths. Yeah, not that anyone thought that it would offend Christians, you know. So what do you guys feel about about that? Do you feel like there's a time and a place for Christian things to be shown? I think in the society that we're in now, any form of zealousness for one ideal, actually no, that's a general sweeping statement. Because the general ideal that is proper, like pushed forth now, is this all-inclusiveness, this notion of relativity, that every opinion is valid, and anything goes, until your opinion goes against that opinion, which is kind of contradictory. If any opinion goes. Mm. Um, I think having any form of religious sentiment nowadays is frowned upon. Um, Christianity, if you're overly zealous with your Christianity, it's frowned upon. If you're walking around, if the Bible people look at you like you're strange. Um, Islam as well, if you grow your beard, then you're dressing up in the thing they look at you like you're a terrorist um Jews if you've got your hat on and you've got your beard long and the curly and the curly thing they just look at you like say uh, this, this guy's unsound <laughs> and yeah but 
in saying that it seems as though every other religion, to the most part, is more tolerated or accepted than Christianity. Christianity seems to be pushed down to a degree, um, even on a sense of homosexuality. Because Muslims say the same thing that Christians say, but from my observations, only Christian get, get, gets the brunt of it in terms of homosexuality is a sin. Christians would just be like, no, they're not loving. That's what they'll be saying to a Christian. But when a Muslim says it, I haven't actually seen any backlash. Do you think that's the world's fault? Or do you think it's Christianity's fault that it's, 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 it's gone to that level? I think if, if I make a state, if I make any judgments or calls, it would be a sweeping statement. Because I know some people who, who aren't Christians, who as soon as you... As soon as they see a Christian or hear a Christian say anything about homosexuality, they just get over defensive and you start pointing fingers and saying stuff that they shouldn't say. But I have seen, again, Christians who just go off on homosexuality as though that is the worst sin in the world. Not, not forgetting that in the Bible when it mentions all of these things, it mentions it alongside sins like adultery. Mm. Um, backbiting, gossiping. Even it's like getting angry. Getting angry. Mm. It mentions it in the same breath, like back to back. So it's not necessarily categorizing one sin as bigger than the other per se, but it mentions all of them as sins before the Lord. So if you're going to be cracking hard on one, then by default you should be cracking hard on all of them. Mm. I think, uh, for me, I think we as Christians shouldn't be surprised. You know, mm. I think we're supposed well we're promised that we'll be hated you know yeah. if, if they hated the master they will hate us and I think to some extent we've gotten comfortable with being accepted yeah. and I think the the consequence of that is you now have Christians who do not think homosexuality is a sin because that's the comfortable um, opinion to have you know, and they, they will also say okay yeah the homosexuality is listed among sins like mixing fabrics um, and, and stuff like that so if we're wearing different clothes and we're eating pork then we should be free to be homosexual as well um, so I think first of all we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be surprised uh, I think it's, it's definitely um, what's to be expected and if we are actually doing what we're supposed to be doing I think we will have that kind of backlash mm. uh, we will have people not happy <laughs> with what we're talking about um, in, in, in addition to that I think as well it's what you mentioned about some Christians going off and you know it's like homosexuals should be killed or something <laughs> like that sometimes the way they sound I think Christ wasn't I don't remember Christ beating anyone over the head over their sin mm. apart from the Pharisees who were supposed to be more righteous and use that to to um, to manipulate people so I think we need to be more Christ-like in our mm -hmm. approach to the whole debates to yeah. sin and to everything um, and I know that's not what we're talking about but 
I think yeah, and we need to we need to actually think about what what would Christ do, yeah. literally, with regards to this, and how do, what would his, what would his approach be, yeah. and then adopt that or ask for the grace to be able to emulate that. To add to what Peter just said as well, um, it's it's a very interesting contrast between Christ's stance and position against those who those who were Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes and lawyers and those who are just normal people mm-hmm. in accordance to the Jewish standard. Now, he went, he, as Peter said, like, he was more strict on them because they had taken the word of God and they had used it to bind mm-hmm. the people. Mm-hmm. They should have known better. Mm-hmm. And it's a case of, as he said, <coughs> Um, you burden the people so you, you put so many burdens on the people's shoulders but you do not lift the finger to move them mm-hmm. and also James says I think it's in yeah, obviously it's in James but he's like teachers you should be careful because mm-hmm. you will face a double greater ju- judgment, greater judgment yeah. than mm-hmm. what you're teaching are you doing so if you're teaching righteousness are you being righteous Mm-hmm. If you're teaching, do not steal. Are you stealing? And even Paul says that in in Romans, he's, when we're speaking to the Jews, he's like, you, "You're you're proud because you've received the law, but in you teaching the law, are you obeying it?" Mm-hmm. And then he goes to say, "More than likely, you're not." And it's condemned everyone. It's not you. Not it's not them not obeying the law, but they've sinned. They've fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that blanket is over all of us. And that's every time that Christ kind of goes in on the Pharisees, it is primarily to do with the word of God and them not handling it correctly. When he's speaking to everybody else, he's just breaking it down, either speaking to them in parables or just extending the love of grace of God. And I think that's how we should approach as Peter was saying, in terms of praying for the grace to be able to approach different situations in a Christ-like manner, um, I think that's essential. Just interacting with them, just displaying the love and the grace of God. So do you think it's wrong for cinemas to have released that that video? To release it or ban it? To like put it into cinemas in the first place? I don't think it's wrong. Yeah. Especially since wrong. we're living in where Christianity is the majority. Well, David Cameron says it's a Christian nation. <laughs> that's what he said. He, that's what he said when he wanted votes. Um, and and, and, and in, 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 well, in, in his defence, he has said this is ridiculous, according to The Guardian. He has said that it's ridiculous that the commission decided not to put out the Lord's Prayer. Hmm. Uh, he, he has condemned them. But... Herod, is it Herod? Herod washed his hands and like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. nothing to do with it. I, I think David Campbell, surely you can veto it, like play the, play the hand. <laughs> now. <laughs> do it, do it now. I mean, what, what's, what's your views and when you heard it, what were you thinking? Um, what was I thinking? I think people are just too easily offended over nothing. Mm. Like, they don't seem to have a problem when, um, Muslims are being portrayed as terrorists in, mm. in, in movies. Mm. They're okay with that. Mm. 
But then when you've got the Lord's Prayer, mm. which isn't offensive in any way to get offended, yeah. Mm. And that is, it's, again, what you said, I, I feel like I'm talking too much, but what you said is very interesting in terms of you can have, like, a PG-12 film with a half-naked woman walking across the scene. Mm. You've got minors watching this film. Mm. And parents are like, yeah, it's fine, it's PG-12. That right there is leading to the degradation of of society in terms of we've got children are coming up thinking that half-naked women or half-naked men is the norm and that's how it should be. And then they start portraying that and then now we're just getting a society where everyone's half naked mm. and everyone's thinking that's cool mm. but when you actually put up a prayer that is going to have a positive impact on their life they're like no it's going to be offensive and, and it's interesting as well that this isn't like those harsh I say harsh with inverted commas harsh like evangelical messages you are going to hell it's actually rather like if anything, from a from a layperson's point of view, I don't think there's anything bad about praying that God helps you every day and mm. feeds you and keeps you and stuff like that. Like, there's nothing... I don't see where the offense would be other than just the fact that someone's praying and, you know, there's a belief in God. Like, that's the offense now, you know. Uh, Why do you think the, the, the offense is towards Christian God and not, say... Like well, in 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 all fairness, I haven't seen a Muslim ad in the cinema. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Would you be offended if you did see one? No, no, I wouldn't. It would be interesting to see a Muslim ad actually. You know, very interesting mm-hmm. because um, part of the Islamic faith, it, they're against pictures. Um, in notion of not worshipping anything, any image of man or image of creatures or anything like that. So Mm. when you go to a devout Muslim's house, he wouldn't really have any pictures up. They would have calligraphy Mm. that has been used to draw draw pictures or he might have pictures of like the Kaaba or something like that, Mm. but he wouldn't necessarily have physical pictures up. That's why Muslims see have a problem with like the Catholic statues and stuff Mm. because they're like those are physical things that people worship Mm. Um, so I don't think even to promote their cause they would do an advert like that Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know I might be mistaken there might be one out there I haven't searched I could just YouTube it and it comes up. But um, I don't think they would be inclined to do it. Mm. Um, they'll be more than happy to like have a discussion with you and give you, give you the Quran and stuff. But in terms of recording a video, I think it goes against creating something visual mm. um, which might then lead someone to worship it. Mm-hmm. To worship that idea or that concept. Must be said, Muslims are very, very strong about their beliefs, and they're not afraid mm. to show it. Mm. Mm. I think I think us Christians could take a leaf out of their book. Mate, we could take a leaf out of quite a few different people's books, mm. even as Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm. 
You can learn a thing or two from Bro, you see them everywhere. Every, like, we've had, <laughs> we've we've moved, diligent. We moved oh. into this house, yeah, and like the next day, knock. Twelve witnesses. I was like, wow. <laughs> we've been here one day. We're already on our door. And they've got the little bookcases outside everywhere. Yeah, Every black. And guys are diligent, definitely diligent. Know, spreading yeah. Sometimes message. I wonder, like, do you not have a job? I swear down. Because I come, I'm walking past, they're outside um, West Croydon Station and East Croydon Station. So I'm on the bus when I used to take the tram to work. I'm on the bus going to East Croydon. I see them at West Croydon. I get off at East Croydon, walking towards the tram stop. They're there. And I'm just like, I want to stop and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to stop. I'm like, ah, no time, no time. But yeah, just uh, it would be interesting to have a conversation with them. I, I was wondering. What should the response, what do you think the response of Christians should be to, you know, cinema company refusing to play their stuff, like literally denying them the opportunity to advertise the Lord's Prayer? Um, 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 well, my first thought is whatever they do, it has, it has to be out of love. <laughs> <laughs> out of love for who? The, the, com- <laughs> the, the commission? You have to love your neighbour. So... If they can find a way to protest strongly whilst loving the neighbour, then I'm all for it. Mm. If they can't, then it might be one of those things. Actually, no. I think Christians were like too. We like too easily let things slide. We're like, oh yeah, whatever. It's not mm. important. And that's why I think I, I, I feel like that's why that's like one reason why we're in this position now. Mm. Where they can say, yeah, we're just gonna take away the Lord's prayer mm. because they know that we won't fight for it. Mm. We're not. Yeah. And it's not even that we don't fight for it out of love for our neighbour and not wanting to I just think we don't like conflict mm. not because conflict is bad it's just <laughs> we, we, we just don't like we just don't want to yeah we don't want to deal with that What's, like I was thinking I'm, I was thinking is this too is this too radical like just ban the cinema like boycott the cinema like Christians we're not going to watch movies anymore <laughs> no no <laughs> What I just thought, if Christians literally said, you know what, we're boycotting the cinema, they would lose peas. They would lose peas. They would lose money. That that right there is very is a very peaceful protest, which is gonna hit their wallets. Like, mm. but it's. <sighs> but then again, before you can do that, you we have to remember that when we say Christian, we've got Christians. Mm. You've got Christians. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Christians. That's, that's, that's what I think. I was like, yeah, how many people will actually buy No, 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 it's alright, I don't mind. And plus, nah. it's going to be like, oh, this this, this, this film is coming out, though. Mm. I, I want to watch it. Man, next year's going to be the year for superhero movies. No, you should work on this year <laughs> with enough time to go. Nah, but I, I would say the first thing in response should be prayer. Mm. So it's just. Praying for the wisdom as how we should go about. I'm covering my mouth like say this thing ain't being recorded. Prayer for the wisdom in terms of how we should go about. Um, or even just praying for God to like open people's hearts to. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I'm not as Peter was saying. I'm not necessarily surprised that it's been banned, um, because the gospel is a stumbling block to the Jews and a, and and folly to to the Gentiles. It's something mm. that isn't necessarily accepted or readily accepted this 
country was might have been formed in Christian values and Christian principles, but from the looks of it, is is evident that it's just been washed away and eroded. But was it really founded on Christian values? Really? Like, if you look at the Church All of right. England, Church, it, Church of England wasn't really based on Christian values, was it? No, it wasn't. But this is the thing, Church of England kind of broke away from the Protestant movement. So, the country as it stands now is due primarily to the influence of, of Christianity. Because before, it was very much the king's order. And kings felt as though they had divine right. So, God had made me king. So, if God has made me king, you cannot question my judgment because God has put me into this place. But then, the Protestants were like, you know what? That's not the will of God. We need parliament to kind of help be a voice for the people. And through power struggle, um, civil war, parliament won more power than the, than the monarchy. And now parliament is on some foolishness. But, so, slight history lesson. But um, the country as it stands now, the foundations were laid by Christianity. And I know that different kings have done different things under the guise of Christianity, but it's been led by their own desires. The same way the KKK tried to do it under the guise of Christianity, but it was led by their own desires. Um, even the Crusades. Yeah, even, even the, the Crusades. Crusades. Even the Crusades. I think, uh, it's a slight tangent, but I think the Crusades have hurt us quite a lot. Because mm-hmm. nowadays, like, people are like, oh yeah, well, religion, Christianity has caused so much death. Yes, it has, but it's not Christianity. It's not. It was one guy who was powerful, and unfortunately, used the use use the use use the banner of Christianity to mm-hmm. do really wicked things. Um, That's a real shame. You know, even Hitler used Christianity. He said that he saw the spirit that that, that pierced um, Christ's side, mm. and then like looking at it, he had the vision, and that vision led him to do <laughs> what he did. Because he was he was against the Jews, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. So yeah, um, mm. we've got another point I was going to make. Sorry. We're talking about um, Christ- response. Uh, yeah. To think. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised that they've taken this stance. Um, but what if, yeah? You know, this advert is actually like a Church of England mm-hmm. advert. Mm. What if God didn't actually want this advert to be played in cinema? Oh. Well, well, you know what? You know what's interesting is uh, I think they said this yesterday. Uh, the BBC coverage of it was the fact that they banned it might have gotten more publicity than if it was played in the cinemas. That's very true. Because now all the news outlets, it's in The Guardian, I saw it yesterday on BBC, um, everyone's covering it, you know. The Prime Minister's talking about it. It's got a lot more traction having been banned, and I'm guessing a lot more views having been banned than if it was in the cinema. How many times do I even see an ad in the cinema? Like, you know, if if I'm not in the cinema... I don't know what ads are even playing, mm. like, unless I actually follow what movies are mm. coming out. So it, it actually could have been yeah, them banning could have actually worked out in the favour of of the of mm. the of the ad. Guess so. It's them It's them ones where not even backfire, but it's them ones where you see God's sovereignty or you see um, what they meant for evil. God used for me. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just I was literally just about to say that. Mm. exactly what Joseph said but you meant for evil but meant for good and, and you know 
speaking about that, I actually struggled today because um, something happened to one of my mates uh, at work. And uh, it was like his uh, windscreen, like a, a chip, like, you know, literally on the, mot- on the, car, on the road, chip um, gravel hits his windscreen and it gets a little crack. And uh, he's, had, he's had a pretty rough year. But he was saying, he was saying to me, so if you see why uh, I'm not too happy with God, because obviously he doesn't like me. And I was saying to him, I thought you don't believe in God. And I was like, well, it's either there is a God and he doesn't like me, or it's just bad luck. And I don't really believe in luck. And I was, uh, for me, it's like, we have a hope in Christ mm-hmm. that all things work together for good for they that love God. So I can have that happen to me and it will suck. It will feel like, yeah, it sucks. But somehow in the back of my mind, I know that God is going to use this for good and I have that hope. But I couldn't say that to him because you don't believe in God. Mm. And I was wondering, like, what's my response to that in the sense of we, for a Christian, Job went through losing his property, losing his family, losing everything. And that was for God's glory. And God saw it fit to allow for that to happen. God suggested Job to the devil. Um, and, and allowed for all of that to happen so that in the, and in the end, Job got, I think, twice as much or whatever. Mm. God blessed him still. Yeah, happy ending. But him going through that was tough. But God had a reason for it, and God used it. But when you don't believe in God, I can't say that. I can't give you that hope, if that makes mm. sense. I can't tell you that. God will use it for good because you don't believe in him, or you don't you don't love him, and that applies to people that love him. It's almost like non-believers only believe in God when something bad happens. Yeah. Mm. But that's the thing, like, it's true, it's true. You know, they only believe in God when something bad happens or when they really need him or whatever. But that's fair enough, like, I think most people come to God when they need, like, when they need him or Mm. we get to that point because we don't have him Mm. and we realise that he's the only solution, right? But then what kind of, I don't know, I I just didn't know what to say. Mm. And I was actually lost for words as, like... Well, I, I do want to say, well, for me, <laughs> it's cool. I don't know about too much for me. You know, I actually didn't know what to say uh, to that. And I, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, that is a tough one. In terms of, if you can hear a baby crying in the background, that's my daughter. So I've got uh, daughter. <laughs> I didn't even finish my sentence. Um, um, yeah. In terms of what you're saying, that people come to God when they need something, it's even evident in the Gospels when they heard that Jesus coming, oh, I've got this illness, I need, I need to get healed. They mm. didn't really come to hear the Gospel. Mm. They just came to get their healing and they just bounced. Mm. Um, so even in his day, it, it was still the norm. And these were Jews and stuff who were supposed to be at the receiving end of the, of the law of God and stuff. Um, and even Gentiles who didn't really worship mm. the God of the Jews still came and was like Jesus can you can you heal my daughter who's dying um, my son's at home this and that um, but yeah in terms of that 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 is a tough one only way I can kind of worm my way around it and, and even this is somewhat of a cop out it's just saying um, God's hands work through uh, like the different situations that um, life presents to us 
you just need to kind of look to him and look at how his hand is working through it. But does that apply to an unbeliever? You know, one thing I found is non-believers really like it when you pray for them. When, mm. when they go through something, you mm. say you pray for them, then they're like, they're down They to appreciate them. that. Mm. That's, <laughs> would you say non-believers appreciate it more than believers? It might be a, it might be a, a sweeping generalization, because yeah, I, I think as believers we can take it for granted. Mm. That's why we only do our proper prayers when something is going bad. Mm. You want <laughs> and backs off the shirt tonight, going <laughs> put on that cloth sack, <laughs> cloth sack and ashes. <laughs> if you saw someone walking down the street in like bin bag. And ashes on his head, and you're like, "What are you doing? I'm walking this half of an ashes, man? I'm going hard for God. What would you think?" I pray for him. <laughs> <laughs> pray for that person hard. It's like, stop, stop, stop. Just, just douse him with oil. Um, Do you think doing that whole sackcloth thing will help 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 your situation a bit more? I think the Pharisees and the Sadducees dressed accordingly. I think they they appeared holy, like in everything they do. And so when Christ says, yeah, when when Christ says, when you fast, do not fast like they do, and mm. you know, scream and shout and do all of that, so that people know you're fasting, but fast in secret. I think he did it because those things, those uh, the, the the ritual stuff. It's it was for a time and a place, and that time and place is not now. Mm. I think we we are directly connected to God, and so we don't have to do those things. When you do those things, you end up. I, again, I don't want to sweep it. I don't want to make a sweeping generalization, but more often than not, when you're doing it for show, you're doing it for show, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't think God responds to that any quicker than He does, you know, those that don't do it at all. Okay. <laughs> okay, next question. So, what do you think it means to be unapologetic, unapologetically Christian in a world that wants us to keep our faith quiet? This is it's a bit of a wordy, that, bit that, of a wordy question. That, that right there is a question that I've been asking myself recently. Because it's like, it's not. It's. It brings to mind immediately um, pictures of running around with a Bible or a placard saying Jesus saves or being in the forefront of people's faces just throwing the gospel down their throat. But And, it, and this is a problem that I've had with just some local churches. Um... When I read through the epistles, the apostles don't actually tell everyone to go out and go preach the gospel. They tell them or um, encourage them to live a life worthy of it, to live a life constantly placing God before them, doing stuff. Um, presenting themselves as a um, living sacrifice to worship God to live peaceably with everyone to work 
to be in submission to authority, to love one another, to cater for one another. Those who have been explicitly told to do stuff have been given those gifts. So like Timothy, um, um, Titus, all of these guys were given gifts to be in those positions. And Paul was telling them, use your gifts to the actual churches. He wasn't telling them, do this, do that. He was saying, by the way you conduct your life, that will be a message. But Peter tells us, um, always be ready to give a defense for your faith when someone asks about it. Why do you have this hope? So you should be living in a manner that kind of displays your hope. And I think you living in a manner that displays your hope in an environment that goes in opposition to your hope is a way that you be living unapologetically. Always ready to give that testimony or give that reason why you live like that. It's not necessarily running around with a placard unless you've been called to do that. Unless God is, you, you feel in your heart that God has called you to be an evangelist, be a prophet, be a pastor, be a teacher, um, go out and work in your communities and actually hold a banner up for his name. If you believe that God is giving you that, that calling, then by all means, follow that calling through. But if, if not, don't try to take anything upon yourself that God hasn't necessarily given you to do because you're going to buckle under the weight. Even if you don't, you don't have the calling to do it. So it's going to be in your own stride rather than in grace per se. Um, so yeah, I see it looking like you living as naturally as possible in God. Because in God, natural looks somewhat different than what it looks like now. Mm-hmm. Natural looks more close to what he created things to be originally than how it is now. Because natural before God is sinless. Sin is not natural before God. Because when God created the world, there was no sin in it. Mm-hmm. And he created the natural world. It's, it's been marred, it's been it's fallen. So living naturally is li- living by his word, being led by his spirit. And allowing him to kind of inform us of who we are in him, who he created us to be and be that. The Bible says like the earth, the whole earth is full of his glory. So how can the earth be full of its glory? It's like the earth is an inanimate object. Well, it is, it can move. But it's like trees. Psalms are like heavens display its glory. Trees, birds, and by them just being who they're created to be, they're being unapologetic, but they also kind of draw attention to something greater. Um, I've kind of waffled on a bit, but it's... It's something that I've struggled with recently. Because I'm like, do I need to fit a certain mould or do something specific to kind of live, to be seen as being living for God? But even that is external... um, external standards that I want someone else to kind of see me striving. But Christ said, they will know that you're mine by your love. And that's love to one another, another Christian, another believer. And it's like, Damn, is that it? It's not me standing in front of a pulpit and raining down fire and brimstone. It's just me loving one another. 
so yeah, it's. I just think yeah, it's just growing closer to God, living as naturally as you can in Him. I don't know what you guys would say to that, or add or take away from it. <laughs> um, being unapologetically Christian. Unapolog- Why is that one so long and hard to say? Unapologetically. Unapologetically, you don't know. Anyway. Why is abbreviation such a long word? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> um, I think being unapologetically Christian. One aspect of it is not being afraid to talk about your failings and your weaknesses. Because mm. mm. I find that we like to try and paint like Perfect a nice picture. Perfect yeah. picture. Mm. Like if you come become a Christian, mm. life is just like so easy. Mm. And if yeah. anything, it becomes a lot harder. Mm. Mm. Like, I found God and I automatically stopped swearing. I don't lust after girls anymore. <laughs> Why are you lying? Why are you lying? So I think it's just being genuine yeah. about about who you are, your struggles, your doubts. Because everyone doubts, everyone has struggles. Yeah. Even someone who's been in the faith for 10, 15, 30 Elijah years. had doubts. Um, everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone goes through. Just because you, you become a Christian doesn't mean you stop going through stuff. Mm. So you, that's not the picture you should be painting for your fellow Christians and people who are trying to get into the faith. Mm. Because selling dreams, selling dreams. Mm. See, actually, I actually saw something today or yesterday on Twitter, and there was a poll, and it was like, "Do you find your identity mostly defined by A, B, C, D? A was race, B was religion." I didn't actually even read C and D. I selected religion. Um, and I think religion was the second highest. Race was the most, was, was the greatest. And I think being unapologetically Christian, I think when, when the Bible says you're a new creature, and actually all throughout the Bible, it, it, it describes the Christian as being no longer a citizen, no longer a member of earth. Mm-hmm just earth we are in the world but we are not of it you you suddenly belong to somewhere else and for me one thing that i think has kind of s- stuck with me is this idea of not actually being or being more christian than i am anything else what i mean by that is once once um once you've accepted christ i'm no like i'm mostly defined by christ if that makes sense um, and not by being black, or not by being a guy, or not by anything else. If that makes sense. So could, I think, you, ex- could you expand on that a bit? So, so for me, so let's just take even this offense thing. Like, some people are more offended or have more hurt over the slave trade, right? And and that's not to say that it's not terrible, but for me, I think, I think a, a, a Christian would be. In terms of, in terms of, what's more most important to us, I think things of God should be most impo- more important to us. So I'd be more offended by what people did during the Crusades than what happened during slave trade. Even though slave trade happened to people of my race, and the Crusades not so much, 
the Crusades tarnish God's name. Slave trade, not so much. God's name, if that makes sense. It hurt people. And, and yeah, I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash for saying that. <laughs> now I think about it. But, you know, it, and, and actually even with the slave trade, you had the Puritan preachers who were saying it's okay to have slaves and, you know, twisting the word of God. So, yeah, it tarnished God's name. But, like, I take more offense at God's name being tarnished than I do anything else. And I think that's how, that's for me, that's what it, it means to be, um, to no longer be a citizen of this world, you know, to be more concerned with heaven and with God than with things of, of earth and temporary things like my race and like my humanity. So I think being unapologetically Christian is, uh, as, as Mo said, uh, and I, as you said, being Christian, being Christian, in the sense of being who Christ has made you to be. And that would be, the Bible says, those that walk in the Spirit are the sons of God. So you are walking by the Spirit, and it's like you, your first priority is what is the Spirit saying as opposed to anything else, mm. if that makes sense. I think I think that's, for me, that's it. It's, yeah, that, okay. that's, that's being unpleasant. Okay, let's have, have, have a little scenario here. Okay, so you guys are both photographers, mm -hmm. okay? Let's say someone approached you and, and they said, I want you to put, um, photograph. Look for that word there. I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> photography. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. That's why. Yeah. They, they, they came to you and said, I want you to photograph my wedding. Mm -hmm. yeah. you, look, you look to your diary. You're free on that day. Mm -hmm. The pay is good. They said just one thing. It's... It's a gay wedding. Mm. Will you come and photograph my wedding? Uh, um, diary's <laughs> full. Um, my friend, I'm sorry, but diary's yes, not. So will your answer to, to to their request? It will be a no. And if it, it, it asks why, what will you say? My diary's full. But is that being unapologetically Christian? Mm. I think it's using wisdom. Mm. But, but don't you think that is... Um, a place where you can display your faith by saying that I can't because by, by telling them that it goes against your faith which would open the door to persecution or telling them about Christ should we avoid persecution though? I think um, the, the wise steward the cunning steward um, Christ is saying if they persecute you in one place leave and go to another mm. so Obviously, you need to do something to get persecuted before you need to do something. <laughs> but I do believe that, depending on the situation, there is wisdom in avoiding persecution mm -hmm. if it can be avoided. Um, I think there's there's the parable about the wise steward, or they call the shrewd, him wise steward, the shrewd steward. Yeah, yeah who uh, he was in a situation. He knew it was just just a quick thing. He knew he was going to lose his job, so he went round to his uh, master's debtors um, and was like you know sort me out and then I'll sort you out with your debt I'll, I'll reduce it in the eyes of my master he got caught but he he got punished for he got punished for the lies and got punished for the evil but got commended for being shrewd and being smart about it uh, and and trying to cushion himself before he loses his job so I think there's definitely wisdom mm. to be applied and the Bible says be cunning as a snake but innocent as a dove 
Um, so is it wisdom if you're lying? But <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask. That. But I think for for like I, I definitely get what what um, Mo is saying. I think for me it would be, you know, I'm Christian, right? Uh, and we don't believe in uh, we don't we believe sex, homosexuality is against God's design for marriage. Um, so if it's I, I don't I don't know I've been I've been debating this myself where I, I would come to a conclusion like oh if it's a civil wedding if it's in the eyes of the law of the land and the law of the land allows it then would I would I be more open to photographing that but if it was in a church hey. if it's in a church I I can quite vehemently disagree with that. Because that's against God, and you're doing it in God's house. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. If that makes sense. What if it's in a church, but people get married on non-believers? Why is the church doing it? Like, is it just that it's in the church venue, as in like it's just an empty church, oh, no, abandoned it's, church? It's, 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 it's a an church. actual. What, what church is it that I um, have gay vicars now? Is it Church of England or um, Anglican? Catholic. Is it Catholic? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on it. <laughs> Allegedly, <No. laughs> um, whatever whatever church it is, I, I I can I can disagree with that because that's we're we're Christian, and I, I believe if we're Christian, we're dealing in terms of us living under grace, but grace fulfilled law and law being like a, a guide mm. that we can use. I would disagree with that. I would, that that much is easy for me to say. No. The reason why it's difficult for me to say no in a civil sense is what aspect of that is me trying to love and support you as a human being and give you an opportunity to talk to me about stuff like that or create like a dialogue or create like an opportunity for a dialogue and which are what part of it is me being me trying to knock you over the head with your sin if that makes sense Mm -hmm. I'd visit someone in jail Mm -hmm. if they'd killed someone you know, they've committed a crime, they've killed someone. They might not even care that they've killed someone. But I visited them in jail, I knew them because it gives me an opportunity to have a dialogue with them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. That's, again, if there are any gay listeners, please, I'm not saying you guys should go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, for me, homosexuality is just as much a sin as lying, it's just as much a sin as anything else. So where I can support, I will support. Mm. What about like another religion? Like, if, if it's like a Muslim wedding or a Buddhist wedding, would you shoot those? Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> Again, I, I, I don't know. I, I can say here, no, I can, but I haven't been asked to do it before. Uh, yeah. I, haven't been in, I haven't actually given that much thought. I wanted to ask, in terms of opening a forum for dialogue, do you need to shoot their wedding to open that forum? Not necessarily, uh, but I, I need to be in a position where they feel they can talk to me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, without judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why it's, for me, and again, like I haven't really thought this through. I, it's something I have been thinking about. I haven't come to a conclusion yet. But for me, like the civil sense of things, where it's the law of the land and the law allows it, and it's outside of Christianity, or it's outside of that, I can be present, or I can be there, because then there's dialogue. And even if it's not me trying to, you know, it's not talk to me and I'll talk you out of being gay. (laughs) You know, it's, 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 Christ was available to those that needed him, you know, and if I have Christ in me, 
and you don't know Christ, you need Christ regardless. You know, if, if you're homosexual or not, if you don't know Christ, you need Christ. If you don't know Christ, you've got bigger problems, you know, than anything else. And you, to you, homosexual is not even a problem, so fair yeah. enough. But I, I have Christ and I know that he is life. And if you don't have him, you need him. So I think that's where I want to be available mm. to you. And, you know, unless it's where it's a church, it's like, you know, this is against my belief or this is against the Christ that I serve and worship. Me being there almost affirms or endorses that. Mm. I can't do that. But if it's just the law of the land, I don't subscribe to the law of the land. I subscribe to God. I submit to it. But I am more, I'm more accountable to God. And where the law of the land contradicts God, we have a clear say there. But otherwise, I can be present for that, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's, yeah, how do you feel about that situation in the scenario? It's one that I, I've thought about very briefly. I haven't actually paid it much attention as I don't honestly think my photography is going to lead me into wedding scenarios <laughs> in terms of taking pictures for them. Mm-hmm. But um, I... I'm aware of the backlash that other other companies have had due to their Mm. um, professing their faith. Yeah, not even professing their faith, but just the reaction from the gay community Mm. from them confessing their faith. Mm. And I know that I want to handle it in a way that, as Peter was saying, doesn't put them off Jesus. It doesn't just be like, oh, he's one of them Christians and he's just judging us, condemning us or something like that. But at the same time, I don't want to condone what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's finding that line between being able to be like, oh, he's Christian, but he's not kind of hitting us over the head with this. But at the same time, not that, oh, he's condoning what we're doing. He took our picture, so you think gay marriage is fine. Mm-hmm. So it's navigating that... Um, that that area of my photography is very much just about trying to display the glory of God as seen through God and so can, can I just ask so you say if you shot a gay wedding it could be seen as as if you're condoning depends on how you go about it but if you were to shoot like a Muslim wedding does that say mean that you're condoning Islam depends on how you go about it again I add, add as well that actually Muslim, Buddhist, whatever, other than Christian, I'd, I'd be there. I'd shoot it. I'd support with wisdom uh, as well, mm. in the same way I do for a civil service or a homosexual. Um, but why is a different religion different from marriage? Is marriage is always ordained between a man and a woman, and that's mm. that. That was the natural thing. So so long as you're getting married, man and woman, that means you're kind of following the natural. Um, the natural order of things now I would have no problem shooting a wedding that from an atheist perspective or someone who doesn't hasn't really got a view now from my perspective if you're an atheist or you haven't got a view you're in no better condition or position than a Muslim if that makes sense mm. it's like you're not Jesus so you're in no better position. And if I'm willing to do that, 
what's against that, if that makes sense. Um, do, you, do you see it as a compromise? I'll flip it on to you. Would you <laughs> plan, plan boom, boom, a gay wedding? <laughs> would you plan? Would you design and plan a gay wedding, or would you design and plan a Muslim or other religious wedding? I wouldn't plan a gay wedding. You wouldn't plan a gay wedding. I thought about what this. What would you tell? I, I, I thought about this long and hard. <laughs> Trust would you me. What would you, would you say, you're gay. I'm not doing it. <laughs> what did you say? Um, you might not have thought about that. No, I thought about this as well. Mm. So what did you say? <laughs> he got it scripted. It's written mm. down somewhere. <laughs> He's got them poetic bars. Yeah. Well, there's two ways to go about this. <laughs> there's the way it says. Actually, no. There's an easy way to do this. <laughs> just, just I'm just told them that I don't think. I'd be the right planner mm. for you. Mm. Mm. And just leave it at that. Fair enough. <laughs> because that, that, that is a valid reason. It is a valid reason, yeah. But what if they're like, what is it because I'm gay? What are you going to say? I'll say that I'm a Christian. <laughs> we'll look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you get going. <laughs> so, so let, let me let me ask you guys this then. Let me ask you guys this, because for me I see a distinction between, for me, marriage is what God has ordained it to be. Mm-hmm. A man shall leave his wife, mother, father. Leave your wife. It's late. It's late. <laughs> a man shall leave his home, his father, his mother, cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Right, and. For me, marriage, the way I see it, God uses it as a tool to demonstrate, well, first of all, to display his power of creation. Mm. We only create when man and woman come. But also as a tool uh, to illustrate Christ's love for the church and all of that. Mm. Now, for me, that's marriage. Anything else isn't. Mm -hmm. However, we have a civil system that recognizes two people together and um, gives them tax breaks and you know there's all of these benefits uh, socially for being married so for me I see I don't know and this is what I'm asking you guys is homosexual marriage is that the definition or do you think that is a perversion of the definition of what God has said or do you do you see it as a civil thing Um, and or is there any difference for you guys at all And listeners as well, please like drop drop your drop your thoughts in the comment section. But no no wars, please no Twitter no beef or anything like that. Will get deleted <laughs> straight away. Straight. Uh, you're allowed to be controversial or whatever. You have your view. You're entitled to it. It's your God given right to have your view. But like, don't oh. attack people. Don't yeah. don't be fighting, please. Um. This is to both of you as well. Like, oh, I'm trying yeah. to think. I don't think this whole thing of homosexuality is something that should be encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> if it's in a church or if it's a civil ceremony, mm. yeah, this, that the whole culture mm. isn't something that should be encouraged. Mm. But saying that is... I wouldn't go as far to say 
But but then would I say that other religions shouldn't be encouraged either? And for mm. that reason, I'm I'm I'm, I'm against other religions as, as well. Mm. What do you think? For me, um, so what's the question again? Uh, whether or not you see a difference between a homosexual marriage in the sense of it being a civil arrangement or in the sense of it being a perversion of what God has designed as marriage. Oh, I see, I see it as a perversion. Mm-hmm. I see it as a perversion. I see um, I'm reminded of when Peter was preaching in the book of Acts and he was arrested. I think he was preaching with somebody else. I think it was John. And he was arrested and the Pharisees like told him you filled this whole land with your with your news mm. and they told them do not preach again stop preaching in the name of Jesus and Peter asked Peter said to them I hear what you're saying but do you tell me is it better for me to listen to man or to listen to God mm. and even though the law of the land condones it, it goes against God. And it comes back to what you're saying in terms of the glory of God. Where was this being preached, if you don't mind asking? It was being preached in Jerusalem. So just when, um, after it was it's early on in Acts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very yeah. early on in Acts. Mm. It was around like four, five. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll come back to why I asked that question as soon as we finish. And... Even though the the law says yeah it's cool, mm. but homosexuality in and of itself is noted as a sin, mm. and now we're instituting that as marriage. So we've as. Um, First, as Romans 1 says, not only do we know what is evil, but we condone other people and we encourage them to do it. Mm-hmm. So not only do we ha- everyone, not only do we have the sense that homosexual- homosexuality is wrong, mm-hmm. we're now condoning people to do it by allowing them to get married. Mm-hmm. And so I see it as a perversion. Even though the law of the land says, yeah, it's cool, mm-hmm. I still see it as a perversion. But I'm like, all right, cool, it's, it's the law of the land. Mm-hmm. And I'm, not, I'm, of the pos- I'm of the position that I'm not going to run up onto people and say, you're gay, you can't be gay, break up, and mm-hmm. walk away, mm-hmm. break up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, oh, my God, no, break up. No, I'm not going to do that. Because if I do that, in essence... I'm preaching morality mm. and I'm preaching by your efforts you get to heaven yeah. if you break up with him you're now righteous you yeah. go to heaven that's mm. not it mm. so you're already in sin mm. continue doing your thing mm. I would rather you have Jesus mm. and then Jesus work in that situation yeah. than me say break up mm. but in that I, I still think the, the law of the land condones it, mm. so it condones it. But in terms of before God, it's not the way forward. You see, so so for me, the, the reason I asked about where it was being preached was that uh, for me, I see it very much as Jews and Jerusalem have a special 
place in the, in in front of God in the sense of God selected them as His people. Mm-hmm. Um, he chose them. He said, "I'll walk with you," and He has various mm-hmm. promises and covenants with Jews. Mm-hmm. So they have a special thing with with Christ. Mm-hmm. So even in the old in the in Revelation, and we're not going there, and then it's still controversial. But you've got the woman. Um, the the pregnant woman yeah. whose man child the dragon was trying to kill, and then you've got the other woman who becomes the bride um, of the man child who mm-hmm. is taken. Whatever. So there's there's <laughs> there's imagery of Israel or there's imagery of Jerusalem, and then there's imagery of the church. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, as two separate entities still belonging to God, still uh, the whole redemption plan is for all of us. But I, we shall talk about this later. We shall talk about this later. But I, I see, I, I definitely see there being a, a difference there. And so mm-hmm. when Peter is preaching to Jews, mm-hmm. I, I understand that in, in the sense of I understand him asking them, should I be a man or should I be a God? And them having uh, context for that mm-hmm. question. Where t- today, in this day and age, most of us are Gentiles, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And I think the only reason we even understand sin as sin is because of the law. Mm-hmm. But the law was not given to Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And so... The way I see it is people who don't have Christ, mm-hmm. and, and we, we will end up actually on the same note, but people who don't have Christ have bigger problems than their sin. Yeah. You mm-hmm. don't have Christ, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so it's your God-given right to be an atheist. It's your God-given right to be homosexual in the sense that he is not forcing you to do his will. Mm-hmm. He's giving you choice of <laughs> sovereignty and election and all of that. <laughs> but in the sense of, he doesn't force anyone. <laughs> he doesn't force anyone to obey the law. If that mm. makes sense, and 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 so, I, I definitely see a disconnect between, you know, you doing what you are entitled to do in the sense of you are entitled to not even believe in God, and there are people that don't believe in God. It's God has given you. He's shown you everything. He's shown you His glory, and. You don't want to see it. That's that's your call. Yeah, <laughs> I know we're getting into election, yeah. but I, I definitely see there being a disconnect between you not having Christ and then me wanting you to not sin. If that mm. makes sense. So homosexuality, we realize, is sin because we have Christ, and we only have the ability to overcome sin because of Christ. Mm. Right. So if you don't have Christ, me asking you to overcome sin is asking too much of you mm-hmm. in the first place. And that's where I see that disconnect, if that makes sense. Mm. I'm more concerned with you getting to know Christ than I am with you being gay. That's, that's the way I see it. This, this, state, this, this topic just opens up a, a big kind of world. There's be plenty more podcasts to come in. Because yeah. it's like, I'm now wrestling with the question... Their biggest problem isn't that they're gay. Mm. Is that they don't know Christ? Yeah. So if I'm marrying someone who isn't gay, if not, I'm marrying. If I'm taking pictures for someone who isn't gay but doesn't know Jesus, then they're not far off before God mm. from those who are gay. Mm. I think they're in the same exact position. Yeah. So that's I'm just like, so if I would happily do like a Hindu wedding or a Sikh wedding or a Muslim wedding or a goth wedding or whatever and before God they still fall short 
Is it a far jump? Because if you make cakes, if you make birthday cakes, mm. and someone comes, oh, I'm getting a cake for my daughter. Oh, cool. So how's your husband? Husband. Well, husband. Oh, sir. My bad. <laughs> so it's like, um, you've had a child out of wedlock. See, even stuff like that. See. You've had a child out of wedlock. See. Yeah. And now you come to me to make a cake for that child. Well, Am I helping you celebrate your sin? Mm. There you go. And what about like a Christian getting married for a second time? Hey! Mm. So you see, I think, <laughs> I think the reason why we are able to bash homosexuality is because it's, uh, and again, sweeping is sweeping, I might be wrong, where, where it's easier for us to condemn sins that we are not guilty of. And homosexual is one, to, one of those things is I'm either gay or I'm not. Mm. So I can bash it as much hey, as I want nah, because I'm some not. Some people are bi. <laughs> nowadays, oh, anyway. Nowadays, anyway. Transgender. <laughs> Call me Caitlin. And, and <laughs> can, I just, can I just follow up on that? Like homosexuality, people can bash it. Yeah. And I think people like to make a distinction between external sins and internal, internal yes. sins. That's yes. why. So yes. like homosexuality, yeah. having sex out of marriage, right. yeah. those ones, everyone will bash off. Bang, bang, bang. This, this, and that, I was, that, I was, I was like, right, so wait, like, we will hammer out the gay couple and the woman who's pregnant out of wedlock, but the guy who got her pregnant is getting a blight mm. because obviously he's, he's not carrying the baby. But no, no. And he can kind of, oh, it yeah. wasn't me. Mm. Yeah, oh my God. Mm. <laughs> and just be like, on oh, a DNA test. Mm. Just like the other guys. <laughs> but it's like, the sins that are seen are the sins that we kind of rain down on. Mm. Someone's got a gambling addiction. We don't necessarily know it mm. until you come to his house and he's sitting on the floor. Yeah. Like, no couch. He's, he's sold it to pay pay for his debts, he sold his TV, he's taken his kid's PS3, sold that. We don't see it unless we come into the house. Mm. Someone who's al- alcoholic, who's hooked on drugs, you won't necessarily see it. And it's just like, and... And the irony is like, we'll be doing all this gossiping about sin. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. And yeah. then think it's okay to yeah. be gossiping about so sin. I, I, for me, that's that's the disconnect. Is more important is Christ, you know, and, and so even then, I think you can apply that to even Christians who aren't. Uh, not to sound judgmental, but you know, if your life is not bearing fruit, how do you really know? You know, so if I'm not seeing fruit, then uh, my concern is how can you call yourself a Christian and not bear fruit? And then it's more well, my out of love is how are we going to work on this? And mm-hmm. I think all of those things will stem from. Le- listening to the spirit mm. and, and and being led by the spirit, and not even looking with human eyes, because when we look with human eyes, we that's, that's we, we see mm-hmm. what we think we should be, what we think mm-hmm. should be right. Or I'm not seeing you do this, and so mm-hmm. I think that you are struggling in that area. Yeah. If I'm listening to the spirit, there might be some other reason behind it, and then we can deal with that, mm-hmm. and we can actually act out of love um, and address some of these things. So I think uh, from this conversation, I might actually be inclined to shoot a gay wedding. <laughs> Because if you're willing to do a wedding for someone who isn't a Christian and before God they're not far off, the sheer fact that they haven't take, they haven't accepted Christ mm. just means that they're in the same boat. Mm. That's kinda of deep. So then does that mean if you're willing to shoot a gay wedding, would you do a photography? No. Because mm. that exposes myself. Me. Oh. 
There you go. <laughs> no, there you go. Yeah. That exposes myself yeah. to something that's going to lead me to lust. Yeah. Well, for our first year of uni, uh, training with the OTC, uh, TA, mm-hmm. um, my birthday, we had a, I think our passing up parade, we was on my birthday. And the guys were like, oh, let's go and buy you a drink. And I'm like, I don't drink. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Let's buy you a strip dance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're not drinking you're not sleeping with anyone you're not doing anything wrong I'm like I do not need to add to my frustration (laughs) (laughs) it is so real I do not need to do that you know and and it's 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 the exact same thing it's like yeah I showed you that Lucian clergy thing yeah there's um, the photography course that I'm taking in at school it's contrast the one of the top um Projects is contrast, and then they've given like a list of five photographers that you can research and try to see how they did their work. Mm. One of them, Lucy and Clergy, like, do not Google them because the pictures you're going to get is just going to cause you to lust. Yeah, his canvas is a naked woman's body, and then there's light shining through blinds. Which falls on the body, and obviously, because the body curves, yeah. the blinds also curve along the body and takes pictures of it. Fell off, struggling. But what? What if, like, looking at pictures like that, you don't lust? Like, you'll see the art, and not so much. Yeah, no. That it's like a naked female body. That some, sometimes for some men, that's that. Well, and you even have photographers who somehow, well, they say they're able to remove themselves from that lust because it's art and it's work and mm-hmm. so all of a sudden uh, they're able to take pictures of naked women and not be sexually attracted to them and for the more grace to them it's <laughs> not me like, I ain't gonna I'm not there yet I'm not if, there yet if I ever did a thing like that yeah I swear that my mind just couldn't apart it's it's peace I think sometimes like God, God gave God gave me some wisdom in the sense that there's some pictures that I take, and it's like I know this picture. If I have a chance, to even go and look at it and edit it, I will lust. So those pictures, I don't even I don't even keep my SD card. I'll give them to the person. <laughs> Why well, I'll cut and paste, not copy, cut off the SD card, <laughs> give it to them, and leave. You have the so only that copy. I don't you I don't have it. And it's like, Fam, what kind of pictures have you been taking? Oh no, I mean you just knows like fashion that some of these girls just wear. It's too tight, you know. And it's just like all of these curves. Just like, come on, like, allow it. How tight is too tight? <laughs> now we going. From there. when I can see your ribs, yeah, it's tight. <laughs> yeah. From when I can see your stretch marks through your jeggings, it's tight. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, it's it's some, some dresses are designed to be sexually appealing, mm. right? The whole idea of being sexy is being appealing for sex, mm. and so if um. The dress is designed for that. You see a slit, and it's the slit is all the way up on the thigh, right? And it's like for me, it looks like it looks like a, it's, it's like you've written there. Look at what you can get. <laughs> like like it's, it's an advertisement, and I, I'm I'm gesturing, and it's like you've laid yourself on the platform. You know, and and there is no other way of looking at it other than trying to make it look appealing for sex, right? Stuff like that, I try to avoid, and and. You know, it's it's inevitable. You see it on uh, on the buses, lingerie. It's meant to look sexy. Mm-hmm. People want to look sexy, and they're being honest. They want to look appealing 
for sex, but that's not what we were called for. Because even looking at a woman lustfully like that is having committed adultery with her already, you know. So it's it's yeah. So what? So, so so what if a female just happens to be very voluptuous? Then she needs to be mindful about the way she dresses. No, but what if like? You know, there are some girls where you can, you can be wearing like a long, thick coat, but then you can still make out. So you, you see, the thing. For, so that then goes also to me, my eyes, and my covenant with God, and not my covenant with God, but um, my discipline in the sense of I should. It, it's people will do what people want to do, mm-hmm. right? I can't control other people's actions I shouldn't control other people's actions I can only control my own and I can only pray for grace for myself to be able to overcome these sins and overcome the opportunity to to have those sins so it's not even about what they wear I need to be in a place uh, as a man as, as a Christian where those things don't affect me not because I am I've trained my eyes to it or not because I'm so holy but because I'm relying entirely on God's grace and he is able to um, filter, filter out any such feelings, you know, and, and transform me such that those things are no longer appealing to me, other than my wife um, being appealing to me. And thankfully, that's that's the journey I'm on now, and, and that's what God's working on uh, in, in my life. So, yeah, I, I I think that I that that debate needs to be more about myself than what other people wear, because I can't control. I can't, it's on the buses, man. There's, <laughs> Imperial Armani is on the buses, or Calvin Klein is hot. It's naked women with lacy um, things on. You walk past Quaid, you walk past Ann Summers, it's in the window. Mm. Like, you, you, can't, you can't even walk past without seeing it. So you see it, it comes to mind. You know what Ann Summers do. I can't control that. What hey. I can control is myself. What I need to control, what I need to pray for, is for God to transform me. So those things are not affecting me. I think we need to make that individual as opposed to trying to control someone else. So, would you, so you'd be fine going, let's take it back to the cinema, mm. going back to the cinema, and maybe, okay, let's start with Avengers, mm. seeing Scarlett Johansson mm. in her body tight suit. Mm. That would be fine with you. You know what's interesting is, I mean, obviously those are designed and, and comics have, have I'm famous for um, having se- over-sexualizing the female characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously that's, that's designed for that. But I find it interesting that you go, I mean, uh, it's not even true nowadays anymore, but there used to be a time where you go to the gym and you see people running around. You see girls running, or you, you look at uh, Olympics, you see the girls running. They don't appear sexy. They appear strong, or they appear um, like athletic. If that makes sense. Mm. Even though they're wearing the same things. Obviously, nowadays, it's like, it's designed to look sexy. So that's that's more important. That's what's highlighted. But I think I could, and I have, um, you know, obviously, Scarlett Johansson's a very attractive woman. Uh, but luckily... I like the way you mean Very attractive woman. Just in case she listens to it. Just, <laughs> nah. um, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think it's it's not... That those are not a thing so much anyway for me luckily it's, I, I, I'm fine going to cinema and watch it I won't watch uh, True Blood if it has a cinema if it has a movie would you watch Game of Thrones? 
I don't watch a Game of Thrones. I had that's a lot of sex yeah. as well. I just I stopped watching Spartacus for that uh, reason. I just stopped watching Game of Thrones for, yeah. <laughs> for that reason. I watched one episode of Spartacus. Yeah, that's I had to walk much. out of the room oh, halfway. That's just too much. <laughs> I was over at my boy's yard in uni. It was like Spartacus is dope. Yeah. I was like, swear, put it on. Boom! I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turn it off. Because at the same time, you don't want to you don't want to tempt God, you know. And Christ demonstrates it. He could have turned the stones into into bread. He didn't, because I was says you shall not tempt the Lord your God. So why put yourself in that situation if you know you can't? Mm-hmm. I think luckily we we're, we're in a place where cinema stuff 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 like Avengers. We're we're more vested in the characters. We're more vested mm. in the story uh, than we are in the appearance, and so we're okay with it. Mm-hmm. But again, it's an individual thing, you know. And I think we should be mindful of that as well. Do you think it's okay to watch stuff like? Oh, when it's talking about gods that are not Jesus Christ, <laughs> because I, like, I don't, I don't want to talk too much. So I don't know if you guys have <laughs> because, that. like, if you like break it down, it's about a god saving the world. Mm, yeah, and it's not Jesus Christ. He's the one saving the world. For, for me, for me, the reason why I don't mind is because I've always been, I've, I've always read about Greek mythology and I've always read about, uh, I've always liked those kind of stories. And I find stories give good context to when you're, when you're in a situation trying to break stuff down for people. And, you know, we, we find ourselves interested in anime and stuff like that. And more often than not, it has a lot of religious themes. But that makes it easier to break it down for people who are in those circles. And it's like, well, yeah, so we believe that there is a spiritual world that we are just a subset of, the physical world, a subset of. If I explain that to you using Bleach and the fact that Ichigo can transfer from uh, physical to, you know, he does that thing and then goes into spirit world, mm. you know, then they have context of it. And I can use that to break stuff down for, for people. And, and it helps me to visualize sometimes. So I, I don't really, I don't really mind, uh, mind such things sometimes. I think Paul even uses Greek mythology and Greek poetry when he's preaching sometimes. Uh, or he, I say sometimes like he still does. <laughs> but he, he's used that you know, before. The other day. You know, so I think... Paul was in Peckham. <laughs> you know, where 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 it's not causing us to compromise or causing us to doubt or causing us to question, it's it's fair enough. And again, we'll we'll get to stuff later on. But I think all those myths and stuff like that, just by virtue of the fact that they're so similar between different races, uh, between different cultures that had no means of communication, I think some of them are actually um, dramatizations or rom- romanticized versions of things that actually happened mm. uh, based on stuff going on in Genesis 4 and stuff like that but again we, we have different views on that I know me and Mo have different views on, on, on stuff like that but yeah we can talk about that later on as well I think with Thor like even though he's a god like he's shown as an imperfect god yeah how, how is a god getting beaten up by Iron like, <laughs> yeah and, and like even like his emotions and like the way yeah. he deals with situations yeah that's not how a god should act. So yeah. even though he's a god, he's not really a god. Yeah. Well, plus, he can die. God shouldn't be able to die. Yeah. Well, plus in in uh, Marvel, he's not actually a god. He's just another. He's from a different dimension. So he's from Asgard with advanced technology and stuff like that. Oh. But he's not actually a spiritual god. He is of another dimension altogether. What's the question? So I asked you a classic question. <laughs> um, 
whether it should be okay for us to watch movies like Thor, uh, which are talking about gods that aren't Christian gods. I think Christian gods. Like, is it Christian <laughs> god? Mm. Um, I think this kind of feeds into what we were speaking about in the previous podcast. I don't know. Check out the previous one if you haven't. That plug right there. TBF. Um, in terms of <laughs> navigating things with wisdom. So navigating what you watch with wisdom, navigating yeah. and even sifting it through and not just wisdom but just um, the word. Mm. Um, some people will be like, don't go to the don't go to the cinema, don't watch films, burn your TV Stouse <laughs> it with petrols. But yeah, um, I think there's a wisdom, there's a wisdom in in what you do like. I enjoy going to the movies. I know that some of the films contain stuff that shouldn't really be in it. Doesn't really glorify God or anything. Um, I still watch it. I'm not saying watch foolishness, but it's just like I still watch it. Um, but just being able to be conscious of God when you're watching it and just be like, all right, this this film's getting a bit too iffy. I can't really follow it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I personally don't have any qualms I personally don't have any qualms I was going to say we've hit the hour 20 mark uh, and baby's crying so might have to wrap up yeah, yeah and plus it's, it's like 13 to 11 yeah. we need to get home I need to get home oh. I need to live in central you know <laughs> all this what zone is this? 5 zone, zone 4 Croydon's 5 Heath yeah. is 4 oh, ok yeah. zone 4 you know like, what zone do you live in? What? Zone one. In the yeah. heart of London. It's not the heart of London. Bro. Let's wrap up. <laughs> I remember one time I went to go link a girl. She was like, oh, zone, yeah? Zone six, man. You hear this, yeah? Zone, zone six. Up to bitch. Sudbury. Sudbury. You <laughs> went from one to six. You passed every barrier. I did, man. That's love. And it was on more than one occasion. I don't know what I was thinking. Well, I wasn't doing very much too. <laughs> but that's a podcast for another day. It wasn't your mind I was thinking. It wasn't my mind I was thinking. Hmm. I met a family though. Oh. I met a family though. We watched football together one time. It was interesting. That 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 wasn't what was supposed to happen, but it just <laughs> it just turned out that way. <laughs> but that's a story for another podcast. Man said he was meant to be scoring his own goals. I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> the open mm. goes there. But anyway, this has been another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace. Please leave comments, share with your friends, and just let us know. If there's anything you want us to talk about, yeah. let for us know. Real, if you want to come on the show, let us know. You yeah. can be a special guest. Absolutely. Please, yeah. We need to start getting some special guests on here. Yeah. Yeah. Because need to even, this, this might sound dodge, but we need to get some ladies on the yeah, show. Some more girls in here. Yeah. We need some more girls in here. We've got topics. We've got topics that are on hold simply because we haven't got any ladies to yeah. contribute. So. Oh, so you want to hear that fem- feminine voice? It'll, it'll get very heated. It'll get very heated. But that's what we like. Well, that's what I like anyway. It's getting harder. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us for the whole hour and twenty-two minutes. If um, it lasts that long after editing, but at least it's interesting enough that, that you'll sit through it for a whole hour. Hopefully, hopefully. If I see your podcast, hour twenty-two, skip. <laughs> but yeah, no. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this. You've enjoyed recording it. I swear, we've spoken for like two hours. Literally, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't working initially. But yeah. 
Cool. See you next time, guys. See you. Blah. Blah. <laughs> <laughs>